The world's richest 1% pollute more than the poorest two-thirds. A big storm could disrupt Thanksgiving travel, and Hamas said a truce with Israel could be near. That's some of what we'll get to on The 7 from The Washington Post. I'm Jeff Pierre. It's Tuesday, November 21st. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. At number one, Hamas said it's close to reaching a truce with Israel. The militant group said today that a truce deal would have Hamas returning hostages in exchange for Israel's release of jailed Palestinians. Israel has not yet commented on this, but President Biden said yesterday that he believed a deal to free hostages was near. Yesterday, some of the hostages' families met with Israel's war cabinet. One man said he was discouraged that the government would not prioritize the goal of bringing hostages home over the goal of destroying Hamas. This is incredibly disappointing because I feel that at this point, when we know that taking down Hamas, we keep hearing from them, is going to take months or years, and it's going to take a long time. On the other hand, the other objective is time sensitive. People are dying. We know that for sure. Also yesterday, at least 26 of the premature Palestinian babies that had been evacuated from Gaza's Al-Shifa hospital made it to Egypt. They had been at risk of dying after the hospital ran out of fuel for their incubators. A federal court moved to limit enforcement of the Voting Rights Act. That's story number two. Yesterday, the appeals court upheld a lower court's ruling in an Arkansas case. It said that individuals and civil rights groups cannot sue under a key section of the Voting Rights Act. For decades, Section 2 of the act has allowed citizens to challenge actions that weaken their voting power. The act was passed in 1965 during the Civil Rights Movement to prohibit racial discrimination in voting. If this ruling stands, it could severely limit the use of some important tools, which ensure voting access by marginalized groups across the country. But it'll probably be appealed to the Supreme Court. Number three. The future of open AI has been thrown into chaos. Yesterday, nearly all of the artificial intelligence companies, 770 employees threatened to quit. It follows last week's abrupt firing of former open AI CEO, Sam Altman. The employees have demanded that Altman be reinstated as chief executive, or they'll leave to join Altman at Microsoft, which quickly moved to hire him this past weekend. This could be an existential threat to what was, up until a few days ago, one of the most promising startups in Silicon Valley. OpenAI's demise would leave a gaping hole in the center of the booming AI industry. That could allow big tech giants to gain more control over powerful new AI technology, which is rapidly making its way into everyday life. At number four, the Supreme Court won't hear Derek Chauvin's appeal. The court declined yesterday to hear the former Minneapolis police officer's appeal of his conviction in the May 2020 murder of George Floyd. That killing had set off mass racial justice protests in the summer of 2020. Chauvin's attorney had argued that the intense pretrial media publicity and protests in Minnesota affected jurors' decisions in 2021. They say that denied him a fair trial. Chauvin is serving 22 and a half years in prison. 
The world's richest 1% pollute more than the poorest two-thirds combined. That's story number five. The lavish lifestyles of the super wealthy and their investments in heavily polluting industries led to the vast difference in planet warming carbon emissions in 2019. That's according to a new report from Oxfam. The report found that carbon emissions from the richest 1% surpassed the amount generated by all car and road transport globally in 2019, and they were enough to cancel out the work of nearly 1 million wind turbines annually. One solution that climate activists are fighting for is taxing the ultra-rich and using that money to invest in renewable energy. They say taxes on specific polluting carbon-emitting activities like private jet travel would help cut emissions. In recent years, celebrities like Kylie Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Drake, and Taylor Swift have all faced public backlash for using private jets, sometimes for very short flights. Number six, a large storm could disrupt Thanksgiving travel in the eastern U.S. Heavy rain from the Tennessee Valley to the mid-Atlantic could slow air and ground transportation today and tomorrow. And these are the two busiest travel days of the year. The storm could also bring some snow to Vermont, New Hampshire, and interior Maine. And more storms could bring further rain and snow later in the week. So here's some advice. Avoid driving tomorrow afternoon if you can, and be prepared for delays. You can find other holiday travel tips in our newsletter. And at number seven. That's a big bird, man. President Biden pardoned two lucky turkeys yesterday on his 81st birthday. This year's pair of Thanksgiving gobblers were named Liberty and Belle. They came from a family farm in Minnesota and each weighed about 42 pounds. I hereby pardon Liberty and Belle. All right. Congratulations, birds. Congratulations. They didn't make any noise during the seven-minute ceremony. Actually, the only hiccup came during Biden's speech when he seemed to confuse Britney Spears for Taylor Swift. Historians argue over when and why this weird tradition began, but President George H.W. Bush formalized it as an annual event in 1989, his first Thanksgiving in the White House. So Liberty and Bell have him to thank. Now the turkeys are headed back north, where they'll live out their days at the University of Minnesota instead of on a dinner plate. That's the show for today. I know that you've been hearing a lot about Washington Post subscriptions from us lately, and it's because ad-free audio is now available for all Washington Post subscribers in Apple Podcasts. But here's another reason to subscribe. It's our biggest sale of the year. Our Black Friday sale runs now through November 29th. You can get a whole year of the Washington Post, plus that ad-free audio for just 99 cents every four weeks. So don't miss the chance to subscribe at our lowest price of the year. Just go to WashingtonPost.com slash subscribe. I'm Jeff Pierre, and I will meet you back here tomorrow.